everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the Yak Shack Podcast. We're your hosts, Alan. And Jessica. We're going to be discussing some of your favorite topics. But mainly kayaking. A little bit of fishing. Plus, we're going to have a real good time. Let's get to it. Welcome back to the Yak Shack Podcast. All the Yak Shackers out there, our friends, our family, thank you so much for tuning in. It feels good to be back. It really does. I know we missed last week. And Sorry about that. Yeah, oops. <laughs> uh, a little, some stuff happening in, in our lives. I think we want to share a little bit with you guys and let you know why we have been a little bit MIA. Yes, and we'll actually be a little MIA for a few more weeks, too. We are um, having a lot of changes right now. All good things. All All, good things. All good things, but we'll be back, and we'll give you some more details at the end of the episode. So one one thing that's happened. Go ahead. Yeah, so we are moving to the lake, and we're really excited. It's Lake uh, Lake Logan Martin in Alabama. We're, uh, We're lake people. This has been where we are almost every weekend. If you know us, you know you're going to find us there, kayaking around, fishing all over, and just we're excited. Uh, we're downsized a little bit on the house, but we're so pumped to be there. We're going to be right next to her dad, and uh, it's just a really, really awesome opportunity. So that's one thing. We're, we're yes. moving, and so that's taking a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of things. But one other thing that's happening to mm-hmm. and this is the, the big Yag one. Shag. Yep. The Akshak family is actually growing by one. Exactly. We're having a baby. Baby Norris. <laughs> We're so excited. Baby Norris will be here in April of 2022, and we cannot wait. But with that, we have a lot of changes and a lot of things going on, so... After this episode, we're going to be out for a few weeks, but just stay Bear tuned. Yeah, stay tuned for announcement of when we go back live, when we get settled in, and everything's rocking and rolling again, and we'll be ready for some more episodes. We have a lot of stuff lined up, too, and we may intermittently drop in some episodes here and there, keep you on your toes a little bit. Uh, as, as we have stuff that happens throughout the year, we try to record it. We try to get it live, and so we may have some more stuff um, coming up in the pipe, but just bear with us, and um, we wanted to let you guys know some of the special news. We're moving. We're having a baby. Lots and of we want news. all of you guys to be a part of all of that. So thank you for, for those of you that did know up until now for all the love and support. It, it means the world to us, and uh, we're very excited. So Yes, we are. So let's get into this episode. Yeah, yeah. And we've had some stuff come up. The last few weeks, and we really have honed this episode. Uh, you know, you've probably heard us talk a little bit about some of the things that maybe repeat, but uh, it, it goes, it, it bears repeating because it's valuable information and we want you to know it. So, what we're going to talk about today is the transition that one might go through if they're coming from the bass boat world into the kayak world or John boat world into the kayak world or just any other boat. And getting into a kayak, what's the difference and what's some of the advantages? We do see this a lot in our store, actually, especially being in the South. A lot of people are used to having bass boats or john boats of some sort and maybe didn't think about fishing out of a kayak until recently. Um, and so this is really a, a pretty relevant subject to us in our state, but probably across the country, it can be valuable to anybody else as well. Exactly. And, you know, it just kind of goes, you know, you get your truck, well, then you get your boat. And that's just kind of the progression it's always been, you know, you've made it. Now you got your bass boat and you go bass fishing and we all do it. But 
we're starting to see this pause in the bass boat market. I'm sure some people aren't there. Bass boat market is still flourishing, but there is a hesitancy to not want to take the boat out every single weekend or put it on the trailer and gas it up, for instance. So with that, let's talk about some of the cons of owning a bass boat. Okay, yeah. So expense is going to be number one on my mind is I can't even think about. Right now with everything we've got going on, I can't even begin to think about buying a bass boat. It sounds awesome. It it sounds like a ton of fun. I know you can go fast. I know you can cover a lot of water. I've been in them plenty of times. I just can't think of it from a cost perspective right now. Right. Right. I and can't I th- justify it. And know? I think if you really have a love for bass fishing or just fishing in general, this starting with a kayak is such an inexpensive way to get into having a vessel, if you will. Yeah. And so not I mean, while we all would probably love to have bass boats eventually, it's also, like Alan says, a little bit more expensive to start out and there's a lot of other cons that come with that too. It's like a, a stigma of you know are you really a bass angler if you don't have a bass boat i would say absolutely you know that doesn't make a bass fisherman or woman it's just more of a another toy another way to get to the bass fishing spots probably easier and there's a lot of features to it that are advantages on the water and i think the number one advantage is probably sonar and so Mm -hmm. people think Oh, I I have a bass boat. I have, you know, three different graphs. I have a bunch of different readings going on. I can see everything on the water. I know exactly where the fish are. But sonar is becoming so common in kayaking. And I think that that's one of the first upgrades that we do to a kayak if someone is from the bass boat world is let's get your graph hooked up. Well, I'll take it from me. I have a fish finder on my kayak. So, you know, from experience. Oh, posh spice over there. (laughs) From experience, I will say it makes a bit of a difference. Yeah, and, you know, a huge advantage in the electronic game. You do not have to have a bass boat to have a fish finder. You can have a fish finder on a smaller watercraft. And some of the things we're finding is the readings off of a kayak for side scanning and some of these other features that are very prominent are way better in situations when you're in small water. So something to think about, you know, a bass boat is great. Um, If you're going to plot the entire lake all day long and go searching for fish, I mean, that's another thing, another another disadvantage is going to be gas. Well, and before you get to that point, I was going to say you said small water. That is another con to a bass boat, you know, you can't necessarily get into some of these creeks and crannies that you can with a kayak. And I think that's a huge advantage when you're able to fish these tournaments and fish areas where bass like to bed and hide and exactly. and group together, but they're not scared away by these big old motors. Yeah, and if you have a $10,000 trolling motor on the bow of your bass boat and you see some stumps and you see some you know skinny water, are you going to risk it? Are you really going to try to get back up in there and, and worth, worth the risk of, you know, damaging your equipment? Probably not. So you're going to keep it in the 5 to 10 foot range, whereas somebody that has a kayak can get into a foot of water and then it clears out. Oh, wow, this opens back up into a 10 foot deep creek. You didn't know that. You never exactly. went back there. Yeah. So this is just another little tiny example. Mm-hmm. And then you were talking about the gas. Go ahead with that part. Yeah, I, I don't know the last time I was with someone that filled up their motor just like before we went out. And even in a John boat, you know, a small 35 horsepower, you know, 
uh, Johnson, and it's going to cost 50 to 60 bucks, maybe 100 bucks to fill up your gas, depending on what the non-ethanol is running that day. Where is the non-ethanol gas station for you to go to? Do you live near a lake? If you are, great. I'm sure you're going to be able to get gas behind five other people that are trying to get gas for their boats the same day. It's just a pain. It's just one other thing mm-hmm. to think about. I don't know. I just, um, I'm not saying I'm super green and that you need to go carbon neutral or anything like, you know, and you need solar powered boats out there, but gas is a problem. And I mean, if you have to buy it all the time, it's going to start hitting the wallet. Yeah. And I mean, you can put motors on kayaks. We do understand that. But a lot of these trolling motors are battery operated. Sure. And I mean, there's a few instances where you have a smaller motor, but again, smaller motor, smaller amount of gas. That's right. Yeah. It's a little different gas than a 250 Suzuki versus a (laughs) 2.5 Right. Exactly. And you know, another big point I think about with bass boats, it's really hard to launch by yourself. People do it all the time, but you always see that guy that's over there, like backing the truck up, running and like winching his like (laughs) boat down and then going back up to his truck and trying Mm -hmm. to drive it off and then running back to the... roped off, you know, properly. And I mean, I get it. But at that point, are you just justifying the fact that you have to go take it out because you bought it right you know instead of are you enjoying it? i'm sure you're enjoying it yes you're getting out on the water and fishing like yeah, we all we enjoy all getting out that. on the water and fishing i'm just saying you know there's there's other ways to tackle that there's other ways to kind of skin that cat you know mm-hmm, exactly and when you're with the kayak you can really easily just roll it down or scoot it down wherever you need to to launch and put one foot in sit down step off you're good to go right and you know situations where you need to get back to the launch you know or i'm thinking you know you're hungry use the restroom little things where you have to get off the water and so obviously a 250 horsepower engine is going to get you there a little quicker than a two and a half but or you're just your paddle but that stuff's planned out before you even launch you know what you're getting into before you get on the water and just be prepared beforehand but that's just some of the things right we the, the headache of launching by yourself you brought that up you have to buy a trailer. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just bought a $30,000 boat. Now you got to buy a $10,000 trailer. Right. It just keeps adding up. I mean, and maybe I'm not, I'm exaggerating and I'm sure a lot of you guys can call me on this, but you know, five to 10 grand on a trailer, 20, 20 grand, 10 to 20 grand on a boat. Mm-hmm. You got to go through the registration process for both items. Um, take it to the tag office, get your numbers, put them on your trailer, mm-hmm. put them on your boat, make sure you got every, all your P's and Q's and everything, all your paperwork. Because yeah. you know as soon as you take it out that first day, lawman's going to be over there. Let me see the papers. Yeah. Let me see your registration. Yeah. Let me see your fishing license. Exactly. Yeah. And so let's kind of talk about, we've talked about how expensive it was. We talk about a lot of the cons, and we know the pros of Bass Boat Lifestyle too. But let's talk about what we kind of how we guide people that come into the store into which kayak might fit them best because they came from that bass boat lifestyle. Sure. I think one of the first things I'm going to ask is, do you plan to put a trolling motor on your kayak? Right. If you plan to put a trolling motor on your kayak, you're going to put it on the front of your boat. You're going to try to just you know put it in the back of your boat and steer it. And most of the time, 90% of the time, they're going to attach it to the bow of their kayak and they want spot lock or some feature like that. And so we, we've done a lot of installs. Uh, there's really only a few brands or a few models that fit that perfectly, you know, and new canoe comes to mind, of course, with the Unlimited and the Frontier 12, things like that. Mm-hmm. 
And most of the time, if someone is going to put a motor like that, even an outboard motor or a trolling motor on, the Johnny Boat, Bass 100, the, the new canoes, they're the, the perfect fit for that. And so we have that checkbox of I'm going to motorize my boat. I got to be able to move around on the water a little bit. Great. We can do that from a kayak. Yeah, exactly. And another thing that comes to mind is stability, too. So people in bass boats, they're used to walking around their boats all all around it with no hesitation. And to get into a kayak from that sort of lifestyle, you really need a kayak that you can feel comfortable standing in. Right. And so that's another thing that we kind of look for, like, well, what – what weight capacity or what um, model has a lot of width, you know, with the new canoes, that 41-inch wide unlimited is really helpful for stability. Right, and like, uh, you know, a lure, 13.5, for example, 13.5-foot kayak, a lot of capacity, tons of ability to be able to walk around, stand up, move around, and then a lot of extra storage for a lot of gear. And so – if somebody tells me they've owned a bass boat or they've owned a bass boat, I know you've got at least 10 rods and reel combos. <laughs> I know you've got at least three tackle boxes. I know you've got five Plano boxes dedicated to crankbaits. I mean, I just know. That's how it is. So you've got a lot of gear. You've got a lot of electronics. You've got a lot of fishing. I mean, just tools. Yeah. <laughs> and equipment. Time to downsize a little bit. <laughs> sure. And so, or be in a boat that could take all that stuff out. I mean, True, and yeah. so we could take a lot of kayaks. A lot of kayaks nowadays can take at least two, two rod and reel combos right out of the gate. You add a black pack from Yakutak, you add a feel free crate bag, and now you could take three, four, five more setups with you. Our boats, the feel free Dorado, the, the, the new canoe Flint, they have four rod holders built into them right out of the gate. So you can take four setups Add a crate bag, maybe five more. Take nine setups plus the one in your hand. You got 10 rods with you. When are you going to need more than that? Unless yeah. you're legitimately fishing 15 to 20 different setups. You better I, I, be I catching some fish with that many rods. Law to mercy. Yeah. <laughs> you better be sponsored. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know that when someone comes from the bass boat world, they got a lot of gear. Great. We sell kayaks that can support a lot of gear. And so some people may be turned off from the fact that I can't get into kayaking because I'm not going to be able to take all my stuff with me. That's completely not the case. And I just want you to be encouraged that, yeah, you can absolutely take all your stuff with you and then some you know, stuff that you may not even thought about. Exactly. And another positive, too, is loading and unloading. You know, we talked about that with the bass boats. It's a lot difficult right. to load and unload yourself. But with a kayak, you could throw it in the back of a truck with a bed extender or non-bed extender, right. depending on what the length is. Tiny little landscape trailer that mm-hmm. you've pulled right down to the water. And Jet I mean, ski trailer like we do if we go by ourselves. Like, yeah, I had a customer call today that, that said they found a jet ski trailer from a friend for $25. <laughs> that's a steal of a Conver- deal. Converting it to a kayak trailer. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's amazing. So... Little things like that can happen all the time. You're not going to find a boat trailer for 25 bucks. Mm-mm. I mean, maybe, maybe, but even if you did, you, like you said, you got to go through the process of putting it on the trailer by yourself, getting it off the trailer by yourself, loading it, unloading it, strapping it down, everything. You go, the list goes on and on and on. It just takes forever. Yeah. So say, say you wanted to launch at six and take out at you know, one or two o'clock in the afternoon. 
if you really wanted to do that from a bass boat perspective, you have to get up at like four o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. to make sure everything's ready, launchable, strapped in, packed up, gassed up, get there, launch like you're supposed to, take forever, unload everything, park, get back down there. Maybe you're on the water at six. You're yeah. kayaking? Say you live 20 minutes away. Get up at 540. <laughs> yeah. Leave 20 minutes before you got to get mean, there. Seriously. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I mean, and we we, uh, we exaggerate a little bit, but, you know, you guys get the point. If someone says, I want to go kayaking or some, I want to go fishing, I don't want your first thought to be, oh, my gosh, that's such a pain in the butt. It's going to take forever. Oh, I'm, a, I'm just, my head's hurting thinking about it. Nah, then. You know, maybe the hobby really isn't for you, but if my if I say something like I want to go kayaking, and your thought is, "Oh yeah, it's such a breeze! I love my boat. I can't wait. It takes me two seconds. I can sleep in a little bit. Might want to go." It does make you enjoy it because you can go more often. You <laughs> could even go after work, throw it in the back of your truck, go to work, leave the parking lot, head to a little creek or wherever you want to go, and fish for a little bit. With bass boat, you kind of have to plan your weekend around it. Right. I've I've. I don't want to admit this. I mean, it's kind of sad. I've taken conference calls in a kayak, <laughs> fishing around. At least you don't work there anymore. I exactly mean. <laughs> true. And I'm saying, like, you know, you couldn't do that in a bass boat. Or maybe you could, but what are the odds you're going to be able to just anchor out in a bass boat, take a call, relax, with no noise going on, you know, in such a situation where you just really kind of fake it? This is amazing. Yeah. But that's just one, I guess, another example of, Kayak over bass Yeah. Boat. I mean, and we don't hate bass boats, guys. Like, I don't want y'all to think that we cannot stand bass boats. My dad has one. I grew up fishing in one. That's like, right. yeah. I, we love them. There's just other alternatives, and it's a great alternative, especially if you are looking for an inexp- inexpensive way to get into kayaking. You know, you can start with a kayak. If you're looking for to get competitive, you can still do that in a kayak, which right. is so great. The competitive scene is getting more and more ramped up you're seeing you know with the i think davis bates has a tournament coming up and the kayak division you know is growing and growing every single year and bass masters bringing on kayak division so cool it's funny you brought that one up because you literally can win a bass boat at that <laughs> tournament and we're like don't fish a bass boat but here we are hey i mean i love that tournament i fished it last year and i unfortunately won't fish it this year but I had a blast at that one. We have to use it, the lures made by Davis Bates Company, which is, to me, really cool because everyone's in the same playing field. Oh, yeah. That's a good one coming up. You guys check that one out. I want to say it's relatively soon. So just Probably um, this weekend. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. Probably tomorrow when this episode Right. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, y'all check that one out. And in the future, there's other events that are going on throughout the year. And the kayak divisions, just make sure. See if there is one. Or... It's just a random question to throw out before any other bass event. Um, see if the kayak division is going to be going on or if they're going to have anything kayak oriented. Yes. Get out there in the local clubs. We've mentioned this before. Find some buddies to fish with and have a good time. Like kayaking is so much fun. Yeah. And we're I'm little, even doing it pregnant. So we're a little you biased. <laughs> <laughs> we're a little biased, obviously. I mean, but, you know, the kayak world is not different in any other way shape or form from the real true bass fisherman world bass boat world just a different vessel that's all it is exactly and if you have any other questions about 
bass boat to kayak lifestyle and what models and makes and features and functionality that you need for your kayak to make you feel comfortable coming from that lifestyle. Or if you haven't been in the bass boat lifestyle and you're just wanting to start off at kayaking in general, like that's what we're here for. Right. We do that all the time. Maybe maybe you just sold your glitter rocket and you Ooh, come into a little bit of back. money <laughs> and you're trying to get a few kayaks. Hey, now you know a couple people that can help you out. And we do honestly go by what water are you going to be on? What what features are you going to be adding to your kayak? How serious you know, have you been in the past about bass fishing? Do you need certain things that other people may not need? We go through all of that stuff. Yeah, the last thing we want is you to get out there and not enjoy it. We want you right. to be able to use this kayak over and over again, tell your friends about it, have a lot of fun, and make a lot of memories out of it. And don't be discouraged by other people, the haters, the naysayers out there saying you're just never going to enjoy it, you won't respect it, you know, you've been bass fishing out of a bass boat, it's just going to be a step down. You know, if anything, it's a different category of bass fishing. It definitely helps hone your skills. It's a lot more challenging. And so if you're good at it, it can it can really pay dividends if you are in a bass boat later and you can go all over the lake, you know. Um, also, you know, there's other things that we have planned for the rest of the year. If you guys have other topics that you want us to discuss, people that you want us to interview, if you want to maybe sit down with us and record some, Yes, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email address is podcast at theyakshack.com. That's Y-A-K-S-H-A-K.com. Yeah, and we're, we're here constantly. I'm just thinking, you know, bass boats again and all these things. People are like, okay, well, I have a power pole on my bass boat, and I've got this. Other, you put these things on kayaks. You know, the mm-hmm. sonar was the biggest, the gas-powered motor, all those things that you think you're never going to be on a kayak. They totally are. And I'm sure we've missed a lot too. I know. I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, other advantages. Well, that that's we didn't why they to need to about. call us and reach out to us, just so we can keep chatting about bass fishing in general. That's right. Yeah, come by the store and give us a, a ring. You can always call or text the office number. It forced to our cell phone. We we talk with you guys all day, every day. Um, if you have a boat in our warehouse, come pick it up. <laughs> we did get a shipment in recently, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, we'll be in touch soon with everybody that's still waiting, and so hopefully this is a sign of good things to come. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got kayaks coming in, inventory showing up, and the weather is amazing. Get out there and fish. Now is the best time, in my opinion. A lot of mercy. It's yeah. amazing weather. The transition is literally on, so if you, you're mad because you haven't been able to throw your swim jig and your chatterbait lately, and it's been summer, it's been hot, go throw them. They're biting. Yeah. Everything's hitting right now. Everything. Crappie's getting uh, colder for them. It's it's a great time. And, of course, don't forget, as we mentioned at the earlier part of this episode, we will be gone for a few weeks while we move into our new house and get settled in. So just stay on the lookout for our next episode. We don't have a set date for that yet, but be on the lookout for when we pick back up on our podcast and we have new guest speakers and all kinds of um, interviews and things coming soon. That's right. Say a little prayer for the, the family. We're going through a lot of chaos, a lot of turmoil, and but it's a lot of transition, a lot of change, but it's all good. And we're super pumped for this next chapter in our lives. We enjoy every single second making these podcasts too, so we're looking forward to a lot more episodes. We'll see you guys in a few weeks. Y'all have a good one. Bye, y'all.